Hi, everybody. We're live. It's Thursday night, 9 o'clock. It's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat. That matters. The boys are so excited. They're even talking about cricket before the show. Who would have thought we'd see international cricket in front of empty stadiums? Yeah, unbelievable stuff. And the West Indies hitting hard against England today. So I'm sure Couch will want to tell us something about the cricket. But, of course, this show is going to be all about rugby tonight. We've got four matches to look forward to. Super Rugby Australia got going last week. Yes, you'd argue the intensity of the New Zealand uh, games wasn't there, but it was great from a punting perspective. There was lots of drama. I want to hear from a couple of the guys on the show mm -hmm. what they thought of James O'Connor's last conversion because they were on the minus three and a half and minus four and a half reds. And that kick may have meant absolutely nothing to everybody else, but it meant a lot to a couple of the lads on the show. First up, let's introduce you to the guests. And he hasn't been on the show for a while. He's been doing his own show, Use It or Lose It. And normally on a Thursday, I believe he's doing it tomorrow with a couple of New Zealand guys. It's good to welcome back Couch Critic. Couch, welcome back on the show. How's it, been? Thanks, man. No, always always good uh, being here, even though I do enjoy branching out on my own, you know? That's all. I enjoy your show with the Kiwis there. And I must say, yeah, every now and again, they put a bit of a, the knife into South African rugby, and you always come back hard at them. But looking forward to seeing uh, what you fancy this week from a try scorer's perspective. Uh, but let's hear from uh, the other guests. I think he's probably back over there in Barcelona at the moment, one half of Son of a Punt. Andrew, uh, you are in Barcelona? Yeah, Brent made my way back here last week, and it's been it's been pretty non-stop since then. So it probably explains my my missing in action. But I'm done my due diligence, as Roberts would famously say, and I'm ready to tackle tackle the weekend. Excellent, great stuff. And then we've got thoughts on sport. Neil, good to have you on the show. I know you've been doing your your homework on that already. Uh, how's the week been going for you so far? No, yeah, Brent, um, good week so far. I've got a couple of nice plays, which I'm keen to share with the boys this weekend. Still, I'm running on a high off that uh, James O'Connor final final slot of the penalty goal in the, I think it was the 78th, 79th minute to land that red minus three and a half. So, yeah, looking to invest some more of those profits this weekend. Excellent. Yeah, well, well done to you boys on getting that because you, of course, got the early value. And, I mean, there was quite a lot of early play this weekend. I know GG Gaming came out early on Sunday. Now, Gary did mention on my show last night that he, he might be limiting a few guys who, who come out for the Sunday value. But there was certainly some of that, so we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that as well. Also got a little surprise for you guys later on in the show. We, we, we'll, we'll see. But um, in the meantime, let's get get cracking straight into the into the first game. We, it's in the Australian Conference. And, Andrew, I'll start with you. We've got the Rebels up against the Reds. It's a home game for the Rebels, but it's been played in New South Wales because of COVID-19. So very much... Neutral territory. Now, I priced this one as very much 9 to 10, the pair, and that's how it opened, but I sense a bit of money coming for the Reds. What do you reckon of this one? Yeah, definitely some money came for the Reds because I now see that it's Rebels plus 1.5. And, um, and yeah, Jordan and myself actually fancy Rebels in the plus 1.5. Not 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 our strongest player, but we think it's definitely a good bet. The Rebels last weekend against the Brumbies were pretty decent um, for the best forward pack, and I think super rugby for the Brumbies. And the Rebels actually managed to hold their own, scoring their own mauling try and actually dominating a bit in the scrums. And their line-outs are pretty good as well. So I think we're on the plus one and a half, yeah. And also, just before the show started, I logged into AccuWeather um, just to check the forecast for the game. And I saw that there was a bit of precipitation potentially coming in the evening. Um, so if that precipitation is confirmed, I'm definitely going to bomb the under 51 and a half points. But if it doesn't, then I'll still wait and play maybe a fast start and get on the unders because, as we saw in the game last week, the Reds generally take the second half as things start to tighten up. The Rebels are big point takers in the first half. So we'll try to look for an unders play of sorts there, either before the game or in play. And then just one one final comment here is uh, one of our overseas punters on good for the game, Brady. Um, He's been locking his oh, penalty yes. markets quite a lot in the past couple of weeks, and he's also eyeing this one out for a big, for a big penalty market. So for the people that have overseas books, I think you can get a penalty in the game before 12 minutes and a Rebels penalty before 18 minutes. So those are good, good bets, I think. So no local bookmakers price up on those particular markets, Andrew? Not that I know of. I think you can get over penalties on some bookmakers. I think the line is three and a half. Which is probably probably still quite a good bet. You would expect two penalties a half if it's going to be going to be a close game. I think WSB have have over three and a half, but I I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, but it would certainly be worth talking maybe to one of the bookmakers about it, getting them to price it up. I'm going to go straight to you because I had a, I want to go straight to Neil from from you because I had a bit of a chat to Neil 
just before the show. And I get the feeling you might be leaning a different way as far as the points go in the in the opener of the Rebels against the Reds. No, yes, Brent. I'm I'm quite strong on overs in the Reds Rebels game. Um, not necessarily on over, on total points, but the Reds are a huge oversight. Um, they got generally got pretty weak defence and also like to score score a few points. They play quite an attacking brand with Brad Thorne there. Uh, two big players for me are I like over 3.5 points in the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, that's available at at GBets at nine to ten. I think that's a gift that can either be two two started penalties or a single try from either side. So I think that's a great runner. And then I also very very like uh, um, uh, Reds over 12.5 first half points at uh, 19 to 20. I think that was at Bet Exchange. Uh, Reds I think have covered eight of the last ten games they've played. They love they love a fast start. So those are the two uh, two big players that I'm looking at. I gather this is one of your mates, guys, Tom Van Us, Neil filming off a Blackberry curve. <laughs> so yeah, just, <laughs> it's just I think the bad weather is just affecting the, the internet stream here. <laughs> no, I think we're all battling. I mean, I've just changed, as you guys know, just before the show. That's why we were a bit late. My Wi-Fi has been terrible. I've got a 15-year-old son who's threatening to kill me if I don't change service providers pretty soon. Neil, just very quickly on GBets. Um, they recently come on board with, with Good for the Game as well, and I've Open an account with them. I haven't really started punting properly with them yet. Do you bet with them on a mobile platform? Do you bet with them on the computer? Because I, I do battle a little bit on there. I, I just find almost too much information on the screen a little bit on the computer. Have you have you used them on the mobile? They actually have a very similar sort of service provider to Bet Exchange. I think they probably run the same sort of software off them. I've only recently signed up. I only think I signed up at the start of the post-COVID, so I'm still quite right. new to the site. It's been, been quite easy to use, and I often find a couple markets which I quite like, which not a lot of other bookies offer. Yeah, I must have been impressed by their markets. I was having a look at them tonight, so definitely I want to get more into the site. And Good to hear you've been having good experiences. Uh, let's go up to Couch Critic. He's looking well-rested, as always, as someone who's in semi-retirement would. Couch, good to uh, get you. Sorry, I have to put a dig in there against you. But looking forward to seeing what you fancy in, in, in the Reds game. Always. Because I'm I haven't read your previews yet, and I promise you it's because I haven't had time. I think I think we should just stick to the little 30-second uh, videos for you, uh, Brent, because I know you struggle with the reading part of it. Um, <laughs> now, in this, uh, the first one, listen, I've got a solid strategy in the in the Australian games, and that's uh, back the home team 1-10 to 10 or 1-12 to 12 and just watch the NRL instead. So that's that's usually my, my tactic in, in those mm -hmm. games. But I think this time around, I might uh, switch it up a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. There's nothing really standing out in the, the Reds' Rebels there. Uh, I do like the fact that the Reds start, start quite strongly. So I'll just have a little um, a little interest on the half-time, full-time. I'll have a go at the Reds to lead and, and Rebels to win the game. I think you can get about 61 for that. So to me, that's a that's a nice little interest. And I just like some of the cool heads in the, in the Rebels team there, Matt Demua. And um, Billy Meeks and and Dainale Petty at fullback. So to me, that's just uh, some solid, cool heads. You can hopefully steer them, steer them towards the win at the end. So to me, that's that's the only interest I'll have in that game. And then obviously some try scorers. So I'll take uh, Liam Wright got got the first try for the Reds last week. I expect them to start strong. And at 32 to one, I mean that's a nice little nibble to to get him one. And then I think Brendan uh, was on it last week as well. Daniela Tupo. If he can just stay on the field, I think he could score a try. So three to one, the Tongan, or there to score a try. To score a try at any time. Okay, that's that sounds like a good one. Just to mention on this game, I do fancy the Reds to win the match, but not overly confident. But I have gone Reds. I've just put the preview up on good for the game. Reds over twenty five and a half points, and that's at just under fifteen to twenty at Sporting Bet. I got a feeling that's going to shift out a little bit unless the weather does come in. So I'm kind of with Neil on this one. I think fancying fancying the Reds for a few points there. Looking at the history between these sides, I was quite surprised, in fact, to find quite a few high-scoring games. I thought, you know, you always picture typical Dow Aussie derbies. But, uh, yeah, I do, if, if, if stretched on the total points line, I would probably, probably <coughs> excuse me, go overs there as well. Doesn't sound like a game we're going to get overly excited about, but let's move on to Saturday morning's uh, first fixer, because this is an absolute cracker. I've seen it described as a final, and, and it's probably not far wrong. I certainly get the feeling if the Crusaders win this comfortably, they're going to be very hard to peg back. They already are two points ahead of the Blues, despite them both winning three matches. And Couch, I'm going to start with you on this one. I, I handicapped this game at seven and a half points. When I last looked sometime this morning, it was at seven and a half still. There's been very little movement. The bookies have got this one right as far as the cap goes. 
any solid money coming down from Couch Critic? Definitely not in terms of the handicap there, Brent. I think, uh, as you said, they, they've pretty much got it got it down there. Uh, you saw last week with the Crusaders. I mean, if you if you oppose the Crusaders, you would have felt pretty pretty good there for 70 minutes in the game. If you were on the Crusaders, you were you were lucky and, and happy towards the end. And you said, yes, that's why I backed them, because they can always do that in the last 10 minutes. So... I mean, it's. I think it, personally, it's a little bit of a fool's game just trying to trying to oppose those those guys. They they ruthless when they really want to be. So this is a tight game, and at the end of the day, I just have to go down with tight five of the Crusaders. To me, he's still got the edge over the Blues. That entire backline of the Crusaders can just as well play for the All Blacks next week if they if they needed to. Uh, interesting decision from Scott Robertson to have the most informed player in world rugby at the moment on the bench, but obviously that just means. Uh, Last try scorer for me. So that's where I'm going. I'm going to have a little nibble on a marker that's actually been good for me. I'm going to say Crusaders are going to lead by one to eight at half time and they're going to win the game by one to 12 points. I'm getting eight and a half from Bet Olim. So to me, that's that's a solid play there, just just at a nice price. And Cody Taylor for first try scorer. I think Cody Taylor has got uh, something out of the playbook there of Dane, Dane Coles to, to hang out on the wing for, for a try. So watch him for the meat pie. Obviously, the Crusaders rolling more, so I'm taking a look at this time for a different reason, not for getting in the boot, but just for his loose play and, and being around the fringes. So I'm hoping he can he can get one as the Crusaders get off to a fast start, then Blues to fight back, and hopefully Crusaders to win a tight one. Yeah, I see you on Twitter um, having a bit of a debate with someone, oh, Cody Taylor against Dan Coles or something like that. You were saying... That's no debate. I think it was Coles. That's, you were... that's no debate. It's, it's fact. Yeah, yeah. So who, who, <laughs> who was it that you were talking about with on Twitter that you remember? Um, no, I'm not not exactly sure. I just uh, I just know that there was there were quite a few people chipping in with some uh, some yeah. comments and and things like that. So I'm I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I don't. It's to me obviously Dan Cole's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, he's one of my favourites. He's made me quite a bit of money with some uh, some tries there. So I, I'll never hate the Oak. But um, no, I think he's just not the player that he was, and he's getting into a little bit of niggle. And to me. I mean, you know, you guys know how much I love uh, Malcolm Marks, but Cody Taylor is right up there pushing him for best hooker in the world at the moment. Excellent. Well, it rates Cody Taylor, and thanks for your comments there, Couch. Let's go to Neil and get his comments on this big New Zealand derby. No, Brent, I think the, the handy is exceptionally well-priced. Um, obviously, at first glance, you see more than a converted try, and you want to sort of lean to that plus. But, I mean, just the Crusaders are a sublime outfit. I think I was in the Highlanders camp last week, and we saw what happens with three minutes to go and they scored two quick tries to just uh, bury the plus, you know. So I think for me, definitely, I'll be looking at a points play. Um, I've already put my money down for big unders game. Uh, I think it's going to be a final. I think a couple of three-pointers will be traded. The Blues have a very strong forward pack and with Paul Williams as the ref. So the unders has arrived in seven of the last 11 Blues games and six of the last eight Crusaders home games. So I think the unders are a big runner here. I think the Lions come out now at about 49 and a half. I think that's pretty well priced, but I'll still be looking for an unders on that. You got Imran saying you got under fifty-five and a half on Monday. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Bookies, bookies came out with fifty-five and a half total points. It's quite strange for them to come out with points lines on Monday, and I think I was all over that. Yeah, it's the second week in a row that I've. I mean, unfortunately, when I say I've seen them, I um, <laughs> I, I was I was working, so I didn't really see it happen, but I, but I obviously saw it afterwards. And Andrew, I'll come to you now. I mean, twice in a row, we've seen bookmakers come out and, and grossly overpriced the first week. Now, clearly what's happening is there's someone sitting somewhere in Europe or wherever is pricing up on these games and, on points. So coming out on a Monday, and a number of our bookmakers obviously buy the same feed. So the same bet is essentially going to the various bookmakers. But my goodness, I mean, you know, to come out with a quote of 55 and a half in a game like this, I mean, you, you're just inviting action from the punters there, aren't you? Yeah, Brent, that, that line was a bit ridiculous. Just touching on the factors that everyone said, it's, it's a cold night. Paul Williams is an unders ref. I think the Orange Theory Stadium has had four out of six unders in the last couple of games. Uh, Blues have put Harry Plummer at 13 instead of TJ Fayani, which um, Henrik pointed out could be due to the fact that they want to play more of a kicking game. So the intent doesn't seem to be there from both sides. And... Yeah, it just seems like unders is the right play. Like everything is pointing at the unders there. It's going to be a close game. So we took the under 55 and a half as it came out on, on Monday. And then at 49 and a half, we'd probably, probably still take the unders there. It's obviously easier to say in our position, but I think 
think unders is definitely the correct bet. And then, you know, just in terms of the, the handicap, as the gents have said, it's extremely well set. I urge anyone to back, if anyone's backing the Blues plus, rather wait in play, like maybe the Crusaders will go up and then you can get on a bigger plus of 12.5. Or I think I saw plus 10.5 available at 0.7 at exchange. So it's worth just taking, shaving off the odds a bit and, and trying to get on a slightly big plus. Because at the end of the day, I'd rather be on an extra three points than just 10% on the odds. Yeah, certainly um, good advice that I think. This isn't the game I'm particularly strong on. I mean, I find myself leading to the Blues, but I think I'm being influenced quite heavily by my outright position of them at 6-1. to one. But I was having a look at the table on that, and, and Couch, I think the, the problem for the Blues is they – I don't know if they have to win this game, but, you know, this is almost like a final. You get the feeling if the Crusaders win with a, with a bonus point, for example, they go three points clear. It's going to be really, really hard to catch them. Do you see my beloved Blues as having any sort of chance? Brent, I think you know that recording of of a of a video clip that you do. We should just make one every every year and just use the same one because I can just tell you now that the Blues aren't going to make it. Don't waste your money. It's it's going to be all over. So they they're just going to tempt you again. It's as you say, this is the crucial one. Obviously, away from home, they can they can still win the other one. But if uh, if the Crusaders can win, as you say, especially if a bonus point, or they'll probably pick up a bonus point uh, somewhere else. They've already got the one the one advantage, one point advantage. So. If they win this one, it's going to be extremely tough. In in fact, you can probably take a little bit of cover if you are a Crusaders punter. If uh, if they win this one, you can still get the get the Blues at a little bit of a odd. Excellent. Just messaging someone that uh, might pop in for a little surprise visit. Um, anything else on this game, guys? Before we move on to the uh, on to the next Aussie match, anything else on the on on the Blues Crusaders? Yeah, not not much more to add, but just like to to emphasize. The Crusaders, the Hurricanes and the Highlanders have held on against the Crusaders in the last two weeks. And if you're a plus punter, you looked in the money both times. And then just in the last five minutes, the Crusaders go and scored two converted tries. So it just seems that it's such a quality outfit that the teams compete for 70, 75 minutes. And then it's just enough is enough. And Crusaders run rampant, especially now with Will Jordan coming off the bench. It's going to be going to become a bit messy. So, yeah, it's just it's tough to take as a plus punter here. Yeah, it's quite a quite a luxury to um, to have a guy like Will Jordan, the way he's playing at the moment, to come off the bench. Look, I'll, I'll make my decision on this one. I'm, I'm I'm a little bit more confident on the previous game, but I could even find myself leaning towards the Blues to cause a shock upset. Let me tell you, if they do beat the Crusaders in Christchurch, it'll be the first time since 2004 that they've done it. And I see Couch. I'm not going back to Couch now and <laughs> getting his comment on that. Uh, we'll we'll rather move on to the next game. It is, of course, uh, an, another Australian game. It's an interesting one because it puts the Waratahs up against the force. And Andrew, I'll start with you on this one. we got the Waratahs side at home. None of us really rated them at the start of the season. They were beaten last week, but maybe did a bit better than expected against the Reds. They play a force side that we really don't know much about at all. Yeah, exactly, Brent. You've hit the nail on the head there. I've been trying to do research into this force team, and there's a lot of good things being said, saying that they won the domestic competition, and they put a couple points past the Brumbies in the final, that domestic competition. But at the end of the day, the force is the force. And I don't care if you slot Peck Cowan, Carl Godwin, Greg Holmes, whoever. I'm never going to be a plus punter on the force. I think the Waratahs are pretty impressive last week. Will Harrison at 10 was controlling the game quite nicely. And I think the Waratahs are just going to have, a, the youngsters are going to have a bit of a point to prove against the, the old men of, of the force. I think they're going to be stretching their legs a bit in that second half. So I saw that Waratahs minus nine and a half at 0.7 was available at Superbet. So that's probably, uh, or that has actually seen seen the money. Um, so that's where that's what the play we're going for. Right, I don't know who I should go to next. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to this guy, Oracle Rugby. Oracle, you've got something else on there in the background. He's in his lines. Oracle, I think you may have something. Oh, this thing, yeah. Sorry, hold on. No, it's off. It's only it's only you and I. I don't. Okay, well, well, Oracle, welcome back to the show. Can you hear me? Yeah, but there's a big echo, guys. Can you also hear the echo? There's a big echo with you there, Gab. Are you on your cell phone or laptop? Oh, it's a speaker. Sorry, one second. Right, it's off. Can you hear me now? We can hear you, and I can't hear myself, which is actually really good news. Gav, welcome back to the show. You've had a quite few weeks. 
But um, I see I've been seeing your Facebook post. You've been betting a bit. I know you've been doing a lot of other stuff. You looking forward to getting stuck into rugby again? Yeah, I've had a couple of bets, uh, Brett. Uh, I haven't touched this Australian stuff. I didn't have any bets last week. Um, I did call both uh, pluses correctly. I know the one was a bit of a scraping, but uh, I, yeah, I didn't have any bets on Australian uh, rugby. Um, two weeks ago, I got both, uh, both uh, New Zealand games right. And this last weekend, uh, yeah, I didn't get them right. Um, I just heard uh, Andy now. How's it, Andy? Um, I just heard uh, him say that he wouldn't touch the force. i got to say, um, that first year the force came on, and I, I know this is probably, I don't know, rubbish or whatever, but they came on, and I think it was the first or second year they played the Crusaders at home. I think it was the first year they played the Crusaders in Perth. And it went to a 28-all draw, 29-all draw, something like that. But they were minus 25, the Crusaders going into that game, or minus 22. It was a massive minus. And uh, I was on the side of the bookmakers that day. Uh, I didn't have a bet. Uh, looking at the book uh, where I was working, and we just absolutely loved the force that day. And, you know, that'll stick in my mind. It's almost like you, you know, somebody will tell you what an arsehole somebody is at a party but you were at a party where they were great and it was their first year and maybe their 15th or 18th or 21st or whatever it is. You don't care what happens in the 30th and 40th. You're always going to remember the 21st. I'm going to remember the 21st in this case. The, the force were great. They drew or, or, or just beat uh, the Crusaders. In fact, I think they beat them by two. They drew one game and beat them by two. They were great at home. So I'm all over the force plus this weekend. In fact, if I look at all the bets... I'm going to say that's probably my best bet. Force Plus is a massive, massive punt this weekend. When I say okay. massive, I'm going to one unit. It's huge. Um, what? Yeah, it's just when you look at the other games, <laughs> I'm cracking it up. Look, I haven't, honestly, I haven't got involved at all. Uh, I, I've been very small. Uh, it's not been good for me. I was looking forward to racing coming back. I got did, did my balls in the first few weeks of racing coming back. So yeah, I'm just I'm much smaller than I was three months ago. Excellent. I, I reckon um, a couple of the boys may be prepared to lay you a little bit of a force plus there, eh, Andrew. Yeah, whatever whatever that unit is, give it to me. Rather rather let it come <laughs> to to a friend than to the bookmakers. So <laughs> you know my number, I'll happily lay that. And Couch, let's just go to you on this game. Oh, I mean, oh, you know, the Oracle. Say, Oracle gave some Sorry, interesting analogies there. Sorry, Gav. Yeah, you know, I say you gave some interesting analogies about twenty first and remembering a person for that. I mean, the same thing Couch could apply to the Oracle. You have a big win following one of his tips, and you're prepared to forget all the other times Granny's done her pension, eh? Exactly, Brent. But I don't know who's twenty first. He's talking about. I just now I can't remember Jack about mine. So I don't know about this remembering the twenty first. Uh, so um, I don't know. The only thing I think I'm going to be remembering come Monday is how the how the Waratahs finally paid me back for uh, picking picking them right. I'm I'm sorry. I can't I can't pick a team with uh, John Lance at pivot and over the hill players. And I don't care what touch rugby tournament they're playing in. If if the Waratahs pitch up, they they're playing at the SCG and. Honestly, this is Jock Cullis facing a part-time Chandler who's going to be bowling half-jack. So, obviously, they could head it to the guy on the fence, but more often than not, they're going to head it out of the park. And I think the Waratahs are going to smash the the, the force this week. So, I don't know. Uh, Oracle, I think your comeback could be short-lived. Um, I'm, I'm, going for, I'm going for the Tars. Yeah, I'm going for the Tars minus 11 at 9 to 10, I think I got. I'm going for the Tars. On an alternative handicap, I'm going for our old favourite, Namakwa, to score a heck of a lot of tries. Um, I'm going for the Waratahs minus five first half handicap, which I thought is a great play. So now I'm, I'm all, over the, all over the all over the Sydney lads. What was that, Oracle? Looks like Oracle's feed may have frozen there. Are you there, Sir Oracle? Oh, we'll move on then. Let's get Neil's thoughts on on, on this one. Just to mention that to you, if you are in I the door tonight, the British uh, British and Irish Lions went to Australia in... Oh, guys, are you battling to your Oracle there as well? I, oh, I, I usually battle with him, but now I'm battling even more. 
Gav, I'm going to mute you for a sec. Just um, we'll, we'll carry on. We'll come back to you after, after Neil. We get Neil's thoughts. But I just wanted to mention, if any of you in the George Neisner area and are listening to the radio and hear that the force have beaten the Waratahs by 10 points, listen out for a lone gunshot coming from the region because that'll be Couch Critic probably popping himself off. Neil, let's get your thoughts on, the, on, the, on this one. We got a, I've seen handicaps anywhere from 11.5 to 13.5. No, Brent, it generally makes me a bit nervous when I'm in the same camp as the Oracle. Um, I usually I usually oppose the man with his bets, but yeah, I, I'm firmly in the fourth camp. Um, I find myself doing my uh, due diligence by watching the Western Ports versus the Malaysia Falker at about midday this afternoon. Uh, so that was that was very interesting, and I've I've seen enough. I know the the fourth side, but I have absolutely nothing for the Waratahs. There's only one player I like in the Waratah side, and that's Lockie Swinton. He puts in some monster hits. Um, actually, funny enough, uh, to the day, the Reds uh, won Super Rugby in 2011, and there's three of those of those players representing the force this weekend from that 23. So I think it's Ian Pryor, Greg Holmes, and John Olan. So hopefully, um, yeah, a bit of, bit of good luck my way. But I think I've been uh, targeting this game from the get-go, from the Australian rugby. If I got a double-digit cap, I was going to be all over it. Um, the force aren't a bad side at all. So a lot has changed. Um, they've got some big investors uh, backing the rugby there so in Perth. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the, the plus 13 and a half for the Western Force. I think it's an absolute gift. I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak this one. Yeah, interesting. So we've got some really different, uh, differing viewpoints on the show. There's nothing wrong, of course, with a, a little bit of healthy debate. But it does make my job of picking a best bet tomorrow's newsletter a bit tough. But, Gab, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unmute you now and see if the sound's sorted out. Okay, I was just going to say one thing. I remember a game where the Waratahs, it was the Waratahs, came against the force. I, I, I battled to remember when it was, and I think it had something to do with the um, British and Irish Lions, and I know that was a long time ago. But uh, they had minus uh, five and a half uh, Waratahs going into the game, and then that was on like Tuesday or Wednesday. By Thursday or Friday... They pulled a whole lot of, whole lot of Waratahs uh, into the um, Australian Wallabies side and suddenly it switched around to plus four and a half uh, force. And the whole world was saying, geez, there's no ways the force can win this game. And next thing they were going, the force will win this game by 50. And I think the Waratahs won by eight. They, they sent a B team over to uh, Perth and absolutely smashed the force. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. The force was a full-string side. The Waratahs had lost a whole lot of players to the British and Irish Lions. So, well, the Wallabies that were playing the British and Irish Lions, that was crazy. But never mind that uh, result. I'm all over the force here. Yeah, I think it's a crazy plus. I think nobody, nobody, nobody can honestly tell me how good the force are. And if you want to give me double digits about a, a Sorry, side I'm gonna, that I'm, we don't... I'm going to mute you there. Guys, are you back into your Gavin, as well? Or is it just me? No, I was hearing him fine now, eh? Yeah, I could also hear him. Brent, now he's on mute, eh? I don't know if he's muted himself or you muted him, eh? So guys, I don't know if you only heard more of, more of that than I did, but I, I, you know, you never show with these jolly internet connections if, if it's you. But I, I was battling, but I got a feeling it might actually be my side. Um, so Gav, sorry, man, I, I think I ended up cutting you there because I wasn't sure if anybody could hear you. Couch, could you hear him there? Yeah, I heard him fine. Huh? I, I, I didn't want to hear him, but I did hear him. I think the problem's my side. So Couch, I'm going to ask you to take him through the last game, man. I'm going to switch connections. Okay, okay, Gav. I don't know. Uh, do you want to do you want to finish up there on your on your play? Yeah, I was just I was just going to say, uh, Han and and Brent and everybody else for that matter. That yeah, just we don't know anything about this force team. I don't think anybody can honestly say they know anything about it. And you know, I've always been that kind of punter. You want to give me double digits about a team that can win on paper before the announcement, and then you say to me. You know, this team's playing this team. You can have two two digits, whatever, 11, 12, 15, whatever it is. I'll take it. I don't care. They were they were at that stage before. Yes, they haven't played super rugby for a long time. And, you know, I don't even know who's playing. I don't know the players in the team. I don't care. It's a For me, it's a financial thing. It's a numbers thing. 
I look at the numbers and I go, this is too big. It just feels too big. And I always said, if it feels too big, you've got to go that way. I'm not massive here. I'm not putting massive money on it, but it just seems, it feels right. The plus force feels right. I don't care where they, you know, they're playing on the, uh, you said they're playing on the, um, uh, the Sydney cricket S ground, SCG or whatever it is. Yeah, doesn't matter to me. I mean, Glenn McGraw battled there. Uh, uh, Shane Warne battled there. That uh, Sri Lankan Marithiran, whatever his name was, battled there. They all battled there. So what? The force, give me two, 10, 10 points, bro. I'll take it. I don't care who's playing. Okay. Okay, thanks, Gav. Listen, I, I understand the point 100% and, and from Neil as well. And and I hear you guys. And if there's one team that, that can bottle it, it's the Waratahs. They, they, the, they're worse than the Blues when, when they're mentally not there. But I just think it's almost like, uh, to me, the value is to say that they're going to win by 19 and a half or something like that, take a little bit of the extra play. They've had a week's, a week's outing. You know, they they, they cherry ripe there for, for, for the contest. I mean, we're talking about how good the Reds were last week. Everyone was saying the Reds could possibly win this, this tournament. They had a decent side. The Waratahs gave them one heck of a fight last week and probably should have, you know, at least shared the spoils or, or something. You know, it was it, it was tight as heck. I mean, we were all on, on a on a WhatsApp group saying our bets are canned and, and it's all over and, and, and the Waratahs are winning this one. So I'm not going to forget that in a week's time. And if, if the Waratahs play to their potential, I don't care what the force have got in, in the bag. They, they're not going to contend for, for the top two spots and, and they should pick up a hiding if the Waratahs pitch up. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Brent, for leaving me in charge of that chat, so I could dominate that one there. Um, going on to the going on to the last game, let's handle the Blues. Brent, are you back? Yeah, but you 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 run with it, Couch. My connection's so poor. I'd rather you run with it. I'll just give my opinion. I'm a guest. And Neil, uh, Neil, you got some strong thoughts on the Blues game? Oh, I mean, sorry, on the on the Islanders. Sorry, I have to come in there. I gave um, you one task and you messed it up. I'm I'm back back out again. <laughs> Yeah, just going on to the the Hurricanes Highlanders game um, in Wellington. It's quite a quite a strange ground because it's quite away from the field to the the crowd, so sort of a bit away from the field. And there's a big swirling wind in Wellington. I think it's actually the funny did a bit of research. I think it's actually the second windiest city in the world. I think there's 40 kilometer hour winds expected. That so always makes it tough for the goal kickers. And I honestly have nothing for a garden bashup on a on a clear day um, in Newland Stadium. So I think that under there's a big runner here. Um, I picked up some nice 55 and a half on that. Um, I think now the handicap is very well priced at about six and a half. I was, I did get a bit of early value at, at 10 and a half with QG. And I think now that that's gone, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't touch the handicap and I would still look for an underplay. If you can get 53 and a half even, I think that's a great play. It doesn't matter that it is an, an afternoon game. I still think that Wellington's a huge underground. In in terms of the result itself, then you're, st you're staying away from that one. You haven't got a strong feels either way? Yeah, no no strong feels on the game. I think the the Highlanders impressed me week in, week out. Um, you, yeah, that way sort of keep it tight. If I was looking for a play, I'd probably lean 1 to 12 um, cans at about 18 to 10. Andy, uh, you you also going for for points as your main play or in running or you you thinking the Islanders are? I know I think you got on the early early Islanders plus if I'm not mistaken. Eh? Yeah, we got a bit of that early Highlanders plus ten and a half, and I think where the cap came out, Brent said it pretty accurately at five or six and a half where it is now. I think it's it's quite tough to call. Um, so looking at the handicap, I don't have any strong players. I mean, the Hurricanes looked pretty awesome with Jordy Barrett back last week. I think. Uh, Someone on the forum tried to talk us out of our Hurricanes plus five and a half. Not going to mention any names, but he was strongly advising against it because Jordy Barrett's not going to make a difference and Jordy Barrett won't play more than 60 minutes, but he managed to put the team on the back and they looked like a completely different side. So at five and a half, it's, it's tough. Like I'd probably lean on, on the minus there, but as I said, we already took the Highlanders plus 10 and a half and we also on the under 55 and a half points for the match. And with the... the the tin cake with the cake tin and the swirling wind. Are we going to also think that at 52 or 53 and a half, I'm still the right player? Andy, Andy, just quickly on that one, I know you like your in-running. If if the Islanders were to get off to a, a fast start, would you then look to take something on, on the Hurricanes or would you just completely stay out of that, focusing on the plus 13? 
Yeah, I think that would be quite a good idea, especially if you're really on, on the plus 10.5. You can create quite a nice middle line there where you can get maybe a Hurricanes minus one, Hurricanes minus two, and then you've got a, an eight-point spread there. So I think if Highlanders do get off to a good start, maybe take some cover. But um, I think what a lot of punters are looking to do, one of the the conductor, or more formally known as Brendan Vessels, is waiting for a fast Hurricane start and then getting on the, the bigger Highlanders plus. So I think there are quite a couple different ways you can look at this one. Well, I'll tell you, talking about the conductor, last week there was one heck of a party on the blue train when that uh, O'Connor slotted that last kick because that train was, we were all on board and heading for a cliff there. Gavin, uh, listen, uh, your, your thoughts on, on, on this game? Yeah, I'm on the um, Highlanders here. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I just, I've done okay with them in the last couple of weeks. I know that last weekend they were within the handicap for quite a bit of the game. In fact, I think there were about uh, 15 minutes to go to the end before they lost it. I was quite surprised, actually, watching that game. I thought, uh, well, it was odd. I mean, I, that one where they – I don't know. I can't remember the name of the – well, it wasn't a try scorer in the end. Um, sort of going for the line and he was going for the corner and you looked at the screen and you saw that if he if he hung, hung left towards the poles, he scores – but he tried to pass the ball and lost it. And eventually the Crusaders got a couple of penalties later and they scored on the other side. I thought if the Highlanders had scored that try, it was over. And, um, yeah, look, they, they beat the plus. And at that point, I'm going, geez, we're in, we're well in. I was quite excited. I had a small bet on that. Uh, I got very disappointed at the end of the game because of that. But I do think that the Crusaders... Um, yeah, oh, well, I mean, the Highlanders in this case will probably have learned from that. Uh, you know, the Crusaders are dominant and you, you look at them, they're always the big brother. They won the most Super Rugby. Um, I don't think the Highlanders took anything emotionally or mentally from that game. They'll go into this game against the Hurricanes team that's not that great. And yeah, decent plus here. I'm on the plus. Um, yeah, I think, I think I got plus five and a half earlier today. It's good enough for me. Um, I'm happy. The Highlanders are not, not as bad as they were earlier, or when I say earlier, in this particular competition. Crusaders are, always look good, and it's dangerous going against them, as we learned last week. Last week, you were you were in the money, and then you weren't, and the week before, you were okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a Highlanders plus punter here, but not, not massive, just a small punt, but I think it's the right way to go. I must say, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with Andy on, on this one. I think... Um, you know, people might have different opinions on him, but for the Hurricanes, I think Jordy Barrett is an important player. And geez, he hit the ground running there. I also expected him to have a little bit of rust, but he was he was good in that kick. Was a monster. And I also think Adi Sevilla will slowly but surely just uh, you know keep getting a little bit better. So that that has improved the team. But uh, yeah, to me, the the Islanders were unlucky against the Blues two weeks ago. They were you know, unlucky to lose by twenty points. They were a heck of a lot of a better team team last week um, than than that margin. To me, there's a little bit of value just straight out. I, I think I'm having a nibble on the Islanders. I think the Islanders can actually get the job done here. So, to me, that's uh, one to ten or one to twelve. Obviously, I don't see them winning winning big, so you might as well take that for a little bit extra. And and that's that's where I'm going to go there in terms of tries. Obviously, the team isn't out, so I haven't really got any try scorers yet. Uh, Brent, are you back with us there? Yeah, I think I'm back with you guys. Uh, interesting. Once again, differing opinions. Look, I agree with you guys. The plus 10 and a half certainly stood out Highlanders. But the more I look at this game, the more I think the Hurricanes are going to win and they're going to win fairly well. And I, I think anywhere around Hurricanes sort of minus five and a half. I thought, I thought last week was huge for them to come away with a victory there. The Chiefs were poor. There was no doubt about that. But what, what was amazing was that the Chiefs never really looked like crossing the line. I mean, the, the Hurricanes, the defense was so good. They closed the Chiefs down. And I think the Hurricanes are, are going to kick on now. They're not going to win the tournament or anything, but I think they're going to beat the Highlanders, and I think they're going to beat them by sort of seven points plus. So I actually make the Hurricanes uh, on the minus couch one of my better bets of the weekend. Brent, Brent just to recap there, you you just uh, commented, yeah, said you, you can't have Gordon Bashup, and then you've gone for the team of Gordon Bashup to win by more than seven points. Fantastic <laughs> calling. Great tipping, Sorry. Mate. I was still trying to figure out what the force in the Waratahs game had to do with the British Lions, but <laughs> that was. A, but then Gavin did explain it, although I couldn't hear it, unfortunately. But look, I'm not a Garden Bashup fan, but I think the 
there's enough weak players across the board there that I'm yeah I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to go with the Canes. I thought they were impressive last week. What's that, Gav? Who's Gordon Basham? Sounds like a flower garden. <laughs> He's just one of those players. I mean, it's like a John O'Lance type character, I guess. Eh? You just you see him in the team and you, and you start shivering. But no, I'm, I'm not a fan of him, but I do think that uh, the Hurricanes are, are going to win this game and they're going to beat the handicap. Sounds like a, a little bet going on there, uh, Brent. You're looking for some action. Yeah, what, what's the line, gentlemen? <laughs> Let's have a look at Sunbed. I haven't actually looked well, at the... You, you call 10, I'll call 6. I'll take 8 and a half, even 500 if you want. 8 and a half. What do you mean I called you 10? I'm the, the current handicap sitting at what, guys? Let's hit Andrew call the handicap. What's the handicap sitting at, Andrew? Uh, I think the handicap's at 6 and a half. 6 and a half. Don't you try to yeah, with your 8 and a half, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, didn't you hear him say 10 a minute ago? No, I said plus 10 and a half, I would take the Highlanders, but at, at current levels, I'm on the Hurricanes. I'm happy to take even 500, six and a half, right, minus six and a half Hurricanes. Why don't we do seven Tano bet? Okay, seven Tano bet, no problem. <laughs> there we go. Gavin, 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 whilst you whilst you added, what's your best bet for the weekend? My best bet is forced to win on the board. Okay. I'm suddenly feeling more confident about my 500 rand. <laughs> okay, Neil, Neil, your best bet? Um, my best bet's definitely the under 55 and a half in the Blues Crusaders, but that's not really readily available now. So if I had to put a best bet for what is available, I'd have to go over 12 and a half. Uh, red first half points. I think that's that's an as I said, it's arrived in eight of the last ten uh, red games. They love a fast start, so on a fast pitch, um, clear conditions. Yeah, that's that's a shoe in for me. Uh, Andy, Andy, your favorite play? Uh, we're actually tossing up our favorite player between Rebels on the board and the Waratahs minus nine and a half at point seven. And I was actually just in deliberation with Jordan now, and we decided to go with something a bit different. Um, we're going with Rebels to win the second half. As you said, they've got that experience coming off the bench. Um, they also got recharge coming off the bench. I'm sure that'll be at 1.8 or maybe even 2-1. to 1. Um, So Rebels to win the second half. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Jordan is going to uh, write Brad Hodge's performance off the bench. Um, just uh, on... Yeah, okay. That, that that ties up nicely with my Reds Rebels play. So I'm hoping you guys are right with that one. Uh, my best play, I'm I'm not gonna waver on this one. It's it's Waratahs all the way. Uh, Namakwa to to lead lead the lead the charge and score Hatchik as well for me at something like twelve to one. I think so. Waratahs minus eleven, and I'm taking a little bit uh, of the alternative handicap, a few under under twenty and a few of like uh, minus minus six to minus sevens into some multis for the weekend. So let's uh, I really need that. <laughs> Brent, uh, your your biggest one for the yeah, what what are you gonna do for the newsletter? Let's ask you that one. Yeah, I actually have no idea. I'll probably have to watch the show again and try to see where there's some sort of consensus because I don't think we've had a show for a long time where the guys have been sort of so so different on, on some of their bets. But my best bet actually is I like the Hurricanes on the minus and Garden Bashup to score three tries. That's my other thing. Uh, if we can get a price on him getting a hat trick, <laughs> but no, I do like the Hurricanes. But I'm, I'm torn actually between. I also I'm with Neil on the Reds there. I think I like that Reds over twelve and a half that he's mentioned as well. And I'm already on the over twenty five and a half Reds full time. So I'm looking for Reds points tomorrow. Um, and 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 yes, I'm looking for a, a performance on the Hurricanes. I can't really explain the Hurricanes one other than as the week has gone on. The bet has, has tended to grow on me. And for the sake of all the boys who took the plus 10 and a half, I hope it lands up at around about eight points. But, uh, yeah, just starting to lean lean towards the Hurricanes, and that's my best bet. Uh, one more, one more. Uh, yeah, Andy? Yeah, just for that Hurricanes-Highlanders um, game as well, is if you're an in-play punter because of the big wins that are forecasted, just look to get on whichever, whichever team has the win behind them. So if... If Brent, maybe if you want to get on that Hurricanes um, minus, wait until kickoff and see if they have the wind with them or against them. Because if it's against them, maybe it's worth waiting until they probably lose the first half and then getting on a, on a slightly better minus. 
That's a good that's a good point because last week I think it was and I think the wind was very much understated even by the commentators in that last week. I think it was the Chiefs Hurricanes game where the Chiefs struggled to get out of their own half. The Hurricanes, I mean, Barrett kicked that kick. I mean, as big a kick as it was, he had a strong wind behind him there. And um, that wind played a huge role. So I, I agree with you. You've got to watch the wind. And I suppose there's two sides. And if a side can build a big enough lead into the wind, I mean, sorry, uh, playing, playing with the wind, you know, then it forces the other side to play some reckless stuff. But on the other hand, if you could hold it and not be far behind at half time, uh, it's definitely something to look at on the end play. I just want to mention to you guys before you, uh, I know you, uh, Oracle wants another word, but you can join. Um, I'm going to be crossing live during the Crusaders Blues game, live at halftime. We're going to catch up with Gary Lenton from GG Gaming. He's going to be in his string vest on a treadmill or on an exercise bike or something along those lines. But we'll do join us at halftime, and we're going to be broadcasting live on Twitter as well. So it'll be on YouTube and, and Twitter. But yeah, that, that's uh, in full agreement with you on, on the win there, Andy. Oracle? Yeah, Andy, you're 100% right with the wind. And I know from Barcia Cup, I love this one. Every time the uh, uh, UCT played, you'd get a minus 20 or minus 25 or whatever it was, and they'd be playing against the wind. And they'd be going into the second half 10 points down or five points down. And you get this ridiculous handicap and they'd win by 40 afterwards. That's 100% right. If you know the local conditions of the stadium, it makes a massive difference, especially if there's wind or bad weather for that matter. And bookmakers don't look, they put that, that stuff into their algorithm, but they don't get it, they don't get it 100% right. The locals definitely get it right. I just want to go back to Hein here, actually. Hein, you've called Waratahs your best bet. Um, they're, up, they're up against my, uh, uh, my force team. And you called a guy to get a treble there, or a hat-trick of tries. What was his name again? Mark Nawakanitawasi. Okay, I'm not going to try and re re reproduce that name. I'm going to tell you if he gets two tries and you get the handicap, never mind. I'll, uh, never mind the eleven points. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a, a tie nine no bet. Okay, if your guy scores two tries, I'll double that up. Are you interested? Uh, I'm not. That's for the bonus. I'm, I'm interested. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I'm interested. Just that's fine. Let's just do it. <laughs> I'll do you an even five hundred. You name at, it. You name it, and I'll do it. I'll do an even five hundred at nine and a half. And if your guy scores two tries or more, I'll give you the extra five hundred. You don't have to give me anything if you win. That's the best thing I've. You've got the best thing I've heard since Christmas. Right there you go. Brilliant. So you've got an even nine, even five hundred at nine and a half. If you win, so if they win by ten or more, and your guy scores two tries. I'll give you a thousand instead of five hundred. You happy? I'm. I'm just. I'm just gonna wait till after the game and see who scores two tries and tell you it's that out because you wouldn't know in any case. So it's cool. Doesn't matter. Never mind three. I'm happy with two. Excellent, guys. Have we all done our best bets? I think we have, eh? And uh, thanks Morning. to all the guys uh, who watched in the in the live chat as well. Uh, let me say goodbye to you, chaps. Oracle, great to have you back on the show. I look forward to having you on regularly and. I'm sure you'll make an appearance. You'll, you'll be starting to talk more and more rugby. But just quickly, I see you doing other stuff as well. Did I see you put a video up of all the rugby stadiums in the world or, or something along those lines? I did, Brent. And uh, I'm trying to refocus my channel a bit. I got these 500 followers. And I know I'm going to lose a few because of my uh, different opinions of life. But, yeah, I just, I just decided that instead of using the channel to try and, you know, tell people what to punt. And I'll use this one. I'm happy to come on with you. Every Thursday night, I'm not looking for money. It's not about the money. It's about the fame and, and whatever else. And I tell you what, I don't care who you are. You're sitting on the side of the road on the comrades, and, I, and I'm going back two years here. Sitting on the side of the road, having a beer with my mate. And Oak runs past. He's running the comrades. He runs past. I'm wearing my line shirt. He goes, Oracle, I tell you what, my mate. My mate's on the right, and his friends next to him go, are you joking? Did you pay that oak? I said, I didn't pay anybody. The oak recognized me from YouTube, which is great, but that's not what I'm about. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, I've watched so many YouTube channels. I just, I'm just a fun oak. I want to have a bit of fun. But, yeah, I'm tired of trying to make those videos every week like I did two years ago and beyond. And, Brent, I'm happy to come on your show every Thursday night. But, yeah, my YouTube channel is going to be about different stuff. In fact, I'm rebranding myself as uh, useful shit. 
S-H-I-X-C-T. And that's what I'm going to go forward with. And yeah, one of my first videos, as Brent just said, and if you love rugby, you've got to go watch it. It is absolutely awesome. It took me 20 hours to make. It's, a, it's an absolute journey of all the big rugby stadiums of the world. Bit of stats involved. Lovely. Go watch my channel. Go watch that video. You'll love it. Simple as that. Listen, Brent, listen, Brent um, we, we know that one, one half of that name is right, but we're just not sure which half. Which one's that? Sorry. Oh, there you go. Yes, Gavin's. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm just, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing, Couch, because I'm picturing the 500 guys who subscribe to a betting channel. Suddenly, you get a notification. Bing! Right. Rugby has put up a post. So let's see what the guy fancies. And then they got, they get a guided tour of the bloody Eastern Cape uh, EP e. King Stadium down in PE. <laughs> so they're going to get the shot of their lives. They're going to lose 475, but I'll keep the 25. I'm happy with them. They with me for life. <laughs> Excellent, Gavin. Shot, guys. Couch, thanks very much uh, to you as well. Enjoy the rugby and a bit of NRL this weekend for you. Or are you focusing more on the cricket? Cheers, Ben. No, I'm, I'm focusing all over. There's F1 as well. It's Lewis Hamilton all the way this weekend. So, no, it's 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 a busy uh, doing nothing weekend. Excellent. Yeah, I like the 9 to 10 Hamilton. I don't know if it's still, I don't know if they've had practices and that, but he was 9 to 10. I fancy him to come back strong this weekend. Neil, yourself, anything else on the weekend besides the rugby? No, Brent's definitely going to be focusing my attention full on the, the Aussie and New Zealand rugby. I might have been the one that Hamilton, if you said, is still at 9 to 10, but otherwise, yeah, that's all for me. And Andrew, final word from yourself on the weekend. Anything else? Uh, Brent, no, rugby is definitely number one here, but I must admit I did have a, on a personal personal basis, I did have a bit of a nibble at Justin Rose to, to win the golf this weekend at 23, but... Um, I haven't From seen a point of view, there's there's nothing else. It's hashtag rugby number one. Excellent. And when's your partner in crime joining you? Uh, when's Jordan joining you over there in Spain? It's a good it's a good question. Um I will have to ask him and check. Excellent. Good stuff. Oracle, <laughs> everybody, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks to the guys in the live chat. Uh, remember you can catch the show as a podcast on all the major channels. We'll have it up in the next 10 or 15 minutes or so. Uh, good, goodbye to Tom. I didn't bring one of Tom to comment up. I think he was asking if that was Justin Rowe Roberts when I brought Oracle onto the show. I think Justin's <laughs> going to be pretty offended by that one. But anyway, guys, thanks very much. Do subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so yet. And if you're interested in gardening, then do go over to Oracle's new channel. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>